Thanks for listening to the Sub 25 podcast. Sub 25 is a ministry of Gardendale First Baptist Church for 18 to 25 year olds. Tune in as we learn how to live as fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. Last week, we kicked off a series called People of the Book. We, we want to be people of the book. What book are we talking about? Talking about the Bible. We, we need to be people that are word-centered. We need to be all about the Bible because the Bible reveals to us who God is, and we can know him through it. He speaks to us through it. So tonight, here's what we're going to do. We are going to go to Texas Day, Brazil spiritually speaking. We're going to eat tonight. I hope you brought your stretchy pants and a doggy bag because if you leave tonight and you aren't spiritually full, I don't know if I have anything for you. And so tonight, that's what we're going to do. No matter where you are on your spiritual journey, I believe God has a word for you from his word. And and I'm just going to warn you, we're, we're going to read the Bible a lot tonight. And so um, I would apologize, but I don't feel like I should apologize for reading the Bible. And so uh, uh, tonight, I, I want to give you 22 reasons why you should be a person of the book, why we should be people of the book. And I know what some of you are thinking, uh, but if you just hang tight, we'll get out when we normally get out, uh, which is normally three hours from now, right? I'm just kidding. No, we, we'll, we'll get out when, when we normally get out. But what we're going to do is we're going to look at Psalm 119, and we're going to be at a 30,000-foot view. All right? So stay in the plane. Don't jump out on me. Hang tight. Buckle up. If, if I don't get through all 22, that's okay. Uh, we'll, just, we'll just end, and I'll, I'll, put probably it, I'll put it in a blog and put it on our website, and you can get all the points and all that. So we're just going to go, and we're going to trust that the Lord's going to get us to our destination. So is everybody ready? You buckled up? All right, I, I don't normally have 22 points, so if you're, if you're new tonight and you're like, is this normal? Not really, but we're just going to do it anyway. So 22 reasons why we should be people of the book. Let me pray for us. Can we do that? Can I pray before we get started? Father, lead us and guide us on this journey through this passage. It is so rich, and so would you guide us. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, before I read verse 1 and the rest of the chapter, um, Just about every verse in Psalm 119, which there's a lot of verses if you want to flip a few pages and see how many verses there are. Just about every verse mentions God's word in some form or fashion. The word may be word or it may be precept, statute, judgment, commandment, law. So just try to pick those out as we go on this journey. I'm going to try to talk fast And so listen quickly. Psalm 119, starting in verse 1. Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with the whole heart. They also do no iniquity. They walk in his ways. You've commanded us to keep your precepts diligently. Oh, that my ways were be directed to keep your statutes. Then I would not be ashamed when I look into all your commandments. I will praise you with uprightness of heart when I learn your righteous judgments. I will keep your statutes. Oh, do not forsake me utterly. Number one tonight, reason number one, God's word leads to a joy-filled life. Did you catch those words? in verse 1 and 2. Blessed are the undefiled in the way. Blessed are those who seek the Lord with all their heart. God's word leads to a joy-filled life. Again, think about this. God created happiness. He created joy. Those don't just exist. He created them. So if you want the maximum joy in your life, if you want the maximum happiness in your life, you will not find the maximum joy and happiness apart from God and his word. There must be a relationship there. And we know that God 
God's word points us to God's son, Jesus Christ. And from that relationship and through God's word, we see that as we walk in this relationship, we can have happiness. We can have blessedness. God's word leads to joy-filled life. For some of us, our problem is that we have settled for the world's idea of happiness and joy. We've really settled for that. The maximum comes from God's word. That's where the maximum comes from. Look at verse 9. Verse 9 says, how can a young man, we could also say a young woman, cleanse his or her way by taking heed according to your word? With my whole heart I've sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. Your word I've hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. With my lips I've declared all the judgments of your mouth. I've rejoiced in the way of your testimonies as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and contemplate your ways. I will delight myself in your statutes. I will not forget your word. Number two, God's word provides cleansing and protection against sin. God's word provides cleansing and protection against sin. Did you know that one out of three Americans view pornography at least once a month? Teens and young adults rank not recycling as more immoral than viewing pornography. Many people, including Christians, feel trapped in this specific sexual sin, thinking, is there any way out of this? We know that as Christians, once we have a relationship with Jesus Christ, that the struggle of sin does not end, and the enemy wants to use sin to defeat you and to destroy you and to debilitate you. Is there any hope? Well, according to this passage, there is. There is hope. It's found in God's word, that God's word guides us, leads us, protects us, cleanses us. Did you know that 65% of adults strongly agree or somewhat agree that it is a good idea to live with your significant other before you get married? Again, and we could look at all sorts of stats on on premarital sex and getting caught up in, in the trap, in the deception and the lies of taking part in sexual activity before marriage. And even Christians fall into this as well. And and, and if we truly are Christians falling into those temptations, then you have the Holy Spirit in your heart saying, you know this is not right. This is not God's best for you. You know this does not honor God. But some of us feel trapped in that and we wonder, is there any hope? Nobody knows what I'm struggling with. I need help. I'm trapped in this. We find help and hope in God's word. God's word provides cleansing and protection against Sin. The temptations of this world are stronger than your strength. However, by submitting to God's word, you can find a pure life lived through submission to Jesus Christ through his power. Look at verse 17. Deal bountifully with your servant that I may live and keep your word. Open my eyes that I may see wondrous things from your law. I'm a stranger in the earth. Do not hide your commandments from me. My soul breaks with longing for your judgments at all time. You rebuke the proud, the cursed who stray from your commandments. Remove from me the reproaching contempt, for I've kept your testimonies. Princes also sit and speak against me, but your servant meditates on your statutes. Your testimonies also are my delight and my counselors. Number three, God's word helps us see clearly and live properly in this world. This week has been bizarre, crazy, 
We've got the Rona running rampant, what seems to be. People are freaking out. There's all sorts of things. As Christians, how do we see clearly in the world? How do we make decisions? We had a trip scheduled for next week. Some of you were going to go to Phoenix with me. We had to cancel it. Where's the basis for making decisions? Where do we find wisdom? Where do we find guidance? We find it in his word. Again, we're, we will vote for a new president this year. How do we make those kinds of decisions? Some of you have been presented this year or you will this year be presented with a job and you'll have to move to a different state if you accept that job. How do you make those decisions? Some of you are thinking about dating or maybe you're in a rel relationship right now. How do you make wise decisions in life? How do you know what you should do? God's word offers us wisdom to make decisions that honor God. It's God's word. He's the one that will lead us and guide us. Look at verse 25. My soul clings to the dust. I don't know if you've ever been there before. You can't go lower than the ground. You can't go lower than the dust. My soul clings to the dust. Revive me according to your word. I've declared my ways and you answer me. Teach me your statutes. Make me to understand the way of your precepts. So shall I meditate in your wonderful works. My soul melts from heaviness. You ever been there? Where your soul, it's melting because the weight of all these things that you're dealing with. My soul melts from heaviness. Strengthen me according to your word. Remove from me the way of lying and grant me your law graciously. I've chosen the way of truth. Have you chosen that? I've chosen the way of truth. Your judgments I've laid before me. I cling to your testimonies. Oh, Lord, do not put me to shame. I will run the course of your commandments for you shall enlarge my heart. God's word offers life and strength in this broken world. Earlier, we were praying because of some of the hard things that are going on. And some of you right now, there's something going on in your heart that maybe people know about, maybe they don't know about it. And you don't know what to do. You don't know where to turn. You don't know where to begin to process these things. How do we know? How, how do we know what to do? How, what, what do you do when your family's falling apart? What do you do when the relationship that you're in is falling apart? What do you do when you've had your sights set on a dream job or, or a program at the school you're a part of and it just doesn't work out and everything you've been banking on does not work? What do we do in those moments? Well, God's word says that we can find strength in it. We find life. We find strength. For the person who's whose soul is melting because of heaviness, they can find strength in God's word. For the person who's on the ground in the dust because they can't go lower than anywhere else, God's word says that, that he can revive that person. He can bring them back to life. He can breathe his breath of life into them. It's the only place that we can find it. Can't find it in my words, but we can find it in the word. Because of a relationship with Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of us as we go to the word and as the word becomes alive because it is alive as God speaks through it, he gives us life and strength. Look at verse 33. Teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes and I shall keep it to the end. Give me understanding and I shall keep your law. Indeed, I shall observe it with my whole heart. Make me walk in the path of your commandments for I delight in it. 
Incline my heart to your testimonies and not to covetousness. Turn away my eyes from looking at worthless things and revive me in your way. Establish your word to your servant who's devoted to fearing you. Turn away my reproach, which I dread for your judgments are good. Behold, I long for your precepts. Revive me in your righteousness. Number five, God's word can only be understood and applied with God's help. Many of us have gone to God's word before and we've read it and we've walked away empty. It's because perhaps our heart was not ready to receive the things of God. Perhaps we were not leaning into God to open up our eyes to get things from his word. Again, you may have a friend that is not a believer. They may read the Bible and they may say, I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Again, spiritual things can only be received by spiritual people. We see this in 1 Corinthians. If you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, one of the Holy Spirit's jobs is to open up God's word to you. But sometimes what happens is we're not ready to receive that or our heart is hardened. We're not willing to receive it. But we see that God's word can be understood, but we need him to teach us. We need to submit ourselves and humbly say, okay, God, I, I, my way is not right. In fact, I mess up a lot of stuff, but I, I need you to teach me. And that's the cry of David as he says in this section. Going to seminary doesn't mean that you'll understand the Bible. I, I've got a degree and I'm working on another degree and I got a degree before that. It doesn't mean a thing. It doesn't mean that I can know the Bible better than you. If you have the Holy Spirit inside of you and a willing heart, the Holy Spirit will teach you and tell you everything that you need to know from God's word so that you can live exactly how God wants you to live on this earth. God's word, it is so good, but it can only be understood and applied with God's help. Let's look at verse 41. Let your mercies come also to me, O Lord, your salvation according to your word. God's word reveals salvation. We know that ultimately it reveals that salvation is found in Jesus Christ. Verse 42, so shall I have an answer for him who reproaches me, for I trust in your word. Many people trust in all sorts of stuff, but few people truly trust in God's word. Verse 43, and take not the word of truth utterly out of my mouth, for I have hoped in your ordinances. So shall I keep your law continually forever and ever and I will walk at liberty for I seek your precepts I will speak of your testimonies also before kings and will not be ashamed and I will delight myself in your commandments which I love my hands also I will lift up to your commandments which I love and I will meditate on your statutes God's word offers confidence and freedom Confidence of freedom. I came across an article that had eight books on building self-esteem. I won't read you all the titles because I'd have to say some bad words. In fact, the first book on the list was you're a bad and then bad word. Um, that's how I will teach bad words to my son and I'll call them bad words. Um, you're, you're a bad word. Here's the title. You're a, you're, you're a bad, bad word. Uh, how to stop. I know. Again. Uh, yeah, how to stop doubting your greatness and start living an awesome life. Maybe you've read it. I, I think the title should be read your Bible and stop doubting God's greatness and start li living an awe-filled life. Here's another one. This another book titled The Gifts of Imperfection. Let go of who you think you're supposed to be and embrace who you are. And I changed the title to how about sin is imperfection. Let go of sin and embrace Jesus. 
or the confidence code, the science, an act of self-assurance, what women should know. They threw the women part at the end. It's kind of strange. Um, or how about, let's go down. Um, girl, wash your face. Stop believing the lies about who you are so you can become who you are meant to be. I changed the title to Girl, Read Your Bible. Um, <laughs> and the last one, I'm not even going to say. It just, bad words, yourself, get out of your head and into your life. One reviewer said, I realize that I am my hero, and ultimately, this is really good news for me. And I'm saying, that's really bad advice, because you are not your own hero. According to God's word, you need it. But in God's word, you can find life, and you can find freedom, and you can find hope, and you can find that you are messed up. But you don't have to stay that way. But the world would say, no, 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 no. Look real deep within and you will find that you, you're it. That you are somebody. And you can do it. And that may be great on a basketball court, but it's not good in life. Because we find that the things that life brings our way, the situations we find ourselves in, and when we look deep, deep enough, I don't have it within me. But God has it in his word. And in a relationship with Jesus Christ, we can have everything that we need to live a vibrant relationship with him and to follow him fully. All right, let's move on. Verse 49. Remember the word to your servant upon which you have caused me to hope. This is my comfort in my affliction. For your word has given me life. The proud have have me in great derision, yet I do not turn aside from your law. I remembered your judgments of old, O Lord, and have comforted myself. Indignation has taken hold of me because of the wicked who forsake your law. Your statutes have been my songs in the house of my pilgrimage. I remember your name in the night, O Lord, and I keep your law. This has become mine because I kept your precepts. God's word supplies comfort in chaos. God's word supplies comfort in chaos. When our lives are in chaos and in disarray, we are disoriented and we need help knowing which direction we should go. Have you ever had the moment where you took a nap on the, on the couch and this was a good nap and you woke up and it's a Sunday afternoon, but you think it's Tuesday morning and you're like, I got to get to work. And then you realize, wait a minute, no, it's Sunday afternoon. Or maybe you wake up and you think it's Saturday morning. In reality, it's Friday morning and you have work or you have class and you're throwing clothes on. You're disoriented and you need help figuring out, wait, what, what time is it? Again, for me and Angela, we were joking about this or laughing about this. Uh, when, when she had Hudson, uh, she couldn't sleep and we both went downstairs and, and uh, it, it just so happened that we went to the hospital when the time changed. And so clocks were changing. And I woke up and I was, I was really confused because the one clock said one thing. My watch said another. I went upstairs and I felt like I lost an hour and going upstairs and coming right back down. I was disoriented. But the truth is, is that in life, things come our way and it disorients us. And we need something that's going to point us in a direction. We need some kind of anchor that's going to keep us steady, that's going to keep us firm. And we find that God's word supplies comfort in the chaos. And from that comfort, we can have direction and we can have guidance. So we look to the word. Let's keep looking at it. Verse 57. You are my portion. Oh, Lord, I've said that I would keep your words. 
So I entreated your favor with my whole heart. Be merciful to me according to your word. I thought about my ways and turned my feet to your testimonies. Think about that. I thought about my ways and I turned my feet to your testimonies. I made haste. I did not delay to keep your commandments. The cords of the wicked have bound me, but I have not forgotten your law. At midnight, I will rise to give thanks to you because of your righteous judgments. I'm a companion of all who fear you and those who keep your precepts. The earth, O Lord, is full of your mercy. Teach me your statutes. Number eight, God's word shows us the path to walk. Right now, whatever season of life that you're in, you're you're probably not far from a transition. Some of you, you work full time and you're having to make decisions about jobs. You you may not be at the job that you want to be for the rest of your life. There's there's a transition there. Some of you, you're in school and, and there are transitions involved with graduating or starting a new semester or doing something in the summer. Some of you, you're in relational transitions, thinking about, you know, I, I actually would like to get married, and so I need to start looking for people. And, you know, again, there's transitions there. Transition. How do you know where to go? How do you know what to do? How do we know what decision we need to make? See, navigating these transitions can be challenging. You throw into the mix the temptations. You throw into the mix the fact that we've got a weak body, a weak flesh that will give in to temptation. How do we know? Is it by asking my best friend for advice? Hey, what you think I should do? I think you should go for it. Well, is that a good decision or not? I don't know. But some of our best friends, we definitely don't need to be listening to their advice. I can tell you that. Do you look to the internet? Here's some crazy stuff like I read a minute ago. Do you try to find a blog that discusses your situation? Maybe if I go to Books A Million and look at this section, I'll find a good book or maybe I'll find a podcast. How about we go to the Word? How about we go to the Word and say, okay, God, I need you to guide me here. God's given it to us. It's preserved for us. It's inspired for us. Nothing else is. Let's go to the word. God's word shows us the path to walk. Let's keep looking. Verse 65. You have dealt well with your servant, O Lord, according to your word. Teach me good judgment and knowledge, for I believe your commandments. Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I keep your word. You are good and do good. Teach me your statutes. The proud have forged a lie against me, but I will keep your precepts with my whole heart. Their heart is as fat as grease, but I delight in your law. It is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I may learn your statutes. The law of your mouth is better to me than thousands of coins and gold and silver. Point number nine, God's word leads us to understand good judgment and God's goodness. Many people in this stage in life make some very terrible decisions. Eating at Taco Bell, getting a terrible tattoo, watching a whole Netflix series in one sitting. Again, anybody ever done any of these things? Again, it, it's hard. We live, in a, we, we, we live in a world where there's so much information. We see what other people are doing, and we're trying to find our place in it. And let me just say, the only place for us to find sound, good, right, pure, righteous judgment is in the word. We also see God's goodness in it. And we need to see that. 
In a broken world, when we hear about all kinds of crazy stuff, we need to be reminded that God is good, that he is a good God. God's word leads us to good judgment. God's word reveals God's goodness. Look at verse 73. Your hands have made me and fashioned me. Give me understanding that I may learn your commandments. Those who fear you will be glad when they see me because I've hoped in your word. I know, O Lord, that your judgments are right and that in faithfulness you have afflicted me. Let, I pray, your merciful kindness be for my comfort according to your word to your servant. Let your tender mercies come to me that I may live for your laws my delight. Let the proud be ashamed for they treated me wrongfully with falsehood, but I will meditate on your precepts. Let those who fear you turn to me. Those who know your testimonies, let my heart be blameless regarding your statutes that I may not be ashamed. Number 10, God's word provides instruction, correction, and comfort. Let me just say this. You may have a terrible earthly father that did not give you a good example of what a father should be. But in God's word, we find the most perfect father our heavenly father, who just as a good father does, he instructs us, he corrects us, he comforts us. And God's word reveals this this father to us. And because of our relationship with Jesus Christ, his son, we can have God as our father. Verse 81, my soul faints for your salvation but I hope in your word. My eyes fail from searching your word, saying, when will you comfort me? Ever been there? Seeking and searching for comfort, for I have become like a wineskin in smoke. Yet I do not forget your statutes. How many are the days of your servant? When will you execute judgment on those who persecute me? The proud have dug pits for me, which is not according to your law. All your commandments are faithful. They persecute me wrongfully. Help me. They almost made an end of me on earth, but I did not forsake your precepts. Revive me according to your loving kindness so that I may keep your testimony of your mouth. God's word offers rescue, refuge, and revival. Rescue, refuge, and revival. When it, we, me and Angela have a robot vacuum, one of, those, one of those circle ones that goes around, and it is great. I love it because it, it does a way better job than I ever did. Um, got a great deal on Amazon. I can tell you about it later if you want to know. So we have this great vacuum, but guess what? Our, our little son, Hudson, he is afraid of it. Uh, sometimes he'll get close to it and he'll press this button and it starts going and he gets afraid. And it seems a little silly to us, but in his mind, that thing is, is ferocious and it is going to get him. And so guess who he runs to? He either runs to mom or to dad. And I am happy to be his rescue. I'm happy to be a place of refuge for him. I'm happy to take his, his tears and wipe them away or to calm him down. And let me just say that that is who we have in our God, and that is what we get through his word. That compared to everything going on in the world, your situation may be so small, but God is willing to be your refuge. He's willing to allow you to come into his arms for him to wrap you up and for you to simply cry. And he'll wipe your tears and he'll comfort you. He offers that to you and we find it in his word. Look at verse 89. Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. 
Your faithfulness endures to all generations. You establish the earth and it abides. They continue this day according to your ordinances for all your servants. Unless your law had been my delight, unless your law had been my delight, I would have perished in my affliction. I will never forget your precepts for by them you've given me life. I'm yours. Save me for I've sought your precepts. The wicked wait for me to destroy me, but I will consider your testimonies. I've seen the consummation of all perfection, but your commandment is exceedingly broad. God's word is permanent. It's persistent and it's beyond perfect. It's beyond perfect. Today's earthly wisdom is is tomorrow's folly. Think about science. Think about medicine. Maybe some of you have had a class at at UAB or a class in the past, or maybe you've just seen strange Google articles or whatever, online articles, of the practices that people used to do in medicine. And we look back and we say, that is ridiculous. The fact that people used to do that in medicine. Again, at one point it was wisdom. It is now folly. It changed. It changed. In God's word, we find that it is settled, it is permanent, it is constant, it is perfect, it is without error. So that thousands of years ago, God's word was true. Thousands of years from now, if, if people are still here and Jesus hadn't come back, it's still true. It's still without error. That's where we can find hope. That's where we can find steadiness. Look at verse 97. This is good. Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. You, through your commandments, make me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for your testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the ancients because I keep your precepts. I've restrained my feet from every evil way that I may keep your word. I have not departed from your judgments for you yourself have taught me. How sweet are your words to my taste. Sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through your precepts, I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. Number 13, God's word leads to understanding and wisdom. Where can we find understanding and wisdom? Is it in a textbook? Is it in a philosophy book? Is it online? Is it from a friend? Is it from a grandparent? God's word leads us to understanding and wisdom. Understanding and wisdom is not just for the people who have a bunch of degrees. It's not just for the professor. It's not just for the CEO. It's not just for the person who makes a lot of money. God's word allows the simplest of mind. Maybe the person who absolutely hates school, they dropped out of high school and they said, it's not for me. God's word is available to them. And through it, they can have every bit of understanding and wisdom that God wants them to have. I don't care who you are in the room God's wisdom and understanding is fully available to you no matter where you've been, no matter where you're going, no matter your background. I think we probably need to stop right here because it is 829. But let me read a few more things. So first off, this this message at first had like 151 points. So I decided not to do that one. That one would take a little bit longer. But let me just say a few things that God's word does and then I'm done. And this comes from Psalm 119. I'll try to post the rest of this online. 
But I'm going to say this fast. God's word brings happiness. God's word keeps us from the pain of sin, keeps us from shame, cleanses us, and keeps us from sin. It helps us seek God, offers wondrous things, helps us live on the earth. It feeds our soul. It helps us live out God's heart, offers wisdom and guidance. It brings life. It's wonderful. It offers us strength. It guides us into a better way. It is truth. It is a path worth walking. It is good. It revives us, leads to salvation, gives us answers in time of trouble, brings hope, brings freedom, produces delight light in our heart, offers hope, gives comfort in amidst affliction, keeps us steady and sure, produces comfort, reveals God's mercy, provides direction, leads to community among other. It reveals God's mercy, God's goodness, leads to good judgment and knowledge, keeps us from straying, helps us to understand God's goodness. Everybody okay? Can I keep going? All right. Leads to delight amidst derision, is better than riches, is righteousness, it's faithful, revives and heals, settled in heaven and sure, gives life, leads to saving, is more than perfect, offers wisdom and understanding, leads us away from evil, is sweeter than honey, offers understanding and leads us to pursue the truth, is a light on our path, righteous, keeps us from sin and destruction, provides discernment, offers refuge, brings life, produces love in our hearts, leads to justice, righteousness, goodness, salvation, is not void, is worth more than gold, it's right, it's wonderful, it is light, it reveals God's face it leads to a heart that breaks over sinfulness is upright it is pure it's worth loving it's truth it's everlasting it's eternal offers deliverance saves us revives us is entirely true endures forever is a treasure produces peace love and strength offers hope leads to understanding provides deliverance is righteous offers help is a delight and keeps us from straying let's be people of the book let's be people of the book This book will change your life. Be a person in the book.